Colleen. Hey, good morning, Michelle. How are you? I'm melting here <laughs> in Southern California. <laughs> yeah. We are having a heat wave to the point where they have canceled school for heat days. Yikes, that probably makes it tough to work from home. Yeah, I mean, and the, you know, 90-degree house makes it tough oh, to gosh, work from yeah. home. <laughs> we don't have air conditioning, so, I mean, it's all right. It is my first negative experience of living in Southern California. We have no air conditioning. The state of California has no power. There's no rain. <laughs> We're just melting. Yeah, I admit that earlier this week, like, I, I was thinking about recording and just how I've been feeling a lot better this week. And I was like, maybe it's because the weather, because it's finally fall and it's like 60 every day and I can wear sweatshirts and like I'm looking out and it's raining and Matias is making a fire. Like, and, and I was like, oh, but you're probably at the beach or whatever. And no, you are. I mean, we are going to go to the beach for sure because <laughs> it's a great way to cool down. I do live. Let's let's remember the positives. I do live in Southern California, so there are beaches everywhere. So we're going to go to the beach this afternoon for sure. Yeah. Um, but I just had a full day. I mean, you know, I planned my week assuming the kids would be in school, so it's a little tricky when they're not. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, just normal stuff. Yeah, that's 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 quite a wrench in your in your schedule. Well, um. Sounds like you're you're struggling to barely get stuff done. Um, I actually have something I was hoping we could talk about. Yes. That I'm trying to figure out. So I feel like I'm in, I'm in a little bit of a better headspace than I was a couple of weeks ago. I think just kind of I have been like saying no to things like people asking me to be on their podcast and stuff. And well, I'm not saying no, I'm delaying them. You know, I'm saying sorry, like I'm booked until like just I'm not doing anything until January. So I booked a few things Good. in January. But like. Seems smart. Saying no to things, trying to find some time for myself. Like the other day, you know, we, we got like a giant zucchini from the garden. And so I was like, you know what? It's a Monday night. I'm going to make some zucchini bread. I put on a like 90s uh, dance party playlist. So I literally yes. pumped up the jams and uh, <laughs> baked, which was awesome. Good for you. But so as I've kind of gotten through my to-do list a bit more, kind of getting to some of those bigger, hairier projects that kind of get pushed to the bottom of the list when you're in just like clear out the inbox, get through the small tasks mode. So I mentioned we kind of have two big things going on right now, right? So we're yes going through SOC 2 type 2 for the first time. Okay. So we're trying to, so it's like a couple phases of it. Um, but we're in the phase right now where we're doing all of the paperwork and policy documents, basically. So you have to prove that you've not only you have like, for example, a business continuity plan. So, you know, for example, like, let's say that there is a giant heat wave in California <laughs> and all of your servers are in California and there are rolling blackouts. And for some reason, you know, AWS West gets hit by one of those blackouts. Like, what do you do? Like, so you have mm -hmm. to simulate all of those things. And so anyway, this is a billion documents. So, so we're, we're, we're getting near the end of that. And then the next stage is you actually get audited by auditors who make sure that basically you're doing all of the state the things you say you, you, you promise you do. But anyway, so we're hoping to do that. But so that is actually getting to a more like, like we're almost done with the policies and documents and just. All that kind of stuff. So that's in a good spot. The other thing we have to do is start charging sales taxes. 
And, you know, this is something I've had my eye on for a couple of years, but we just hit Nexus in two states recently. And it's just kind of like a jumbled mess of yarn in my head. And it's like I can kind of I know there's all of these pieces and I have a sense for all of the different pieces, but like kind of coming up with a plan for executing it is just a little jumbled in my head and I think where I'm so pressed for time lately if there you know if there is something that I'm like I'm not sure about that I can't just like execute on I just kind of keep pushing it off and I can't do so I kind of need some help like structuring my thinking about it okay I see okay can you um enlighten me on what you're talking about what is nexus (laughs) I have no idea what that means. Okay, so let's back up a little bit. So sales taxes, right? Like you go to the grocery store or you buy clothes or whatever, you're charged a sales tax. So sales taxes in the U.S., um, they differ by states. They're also, they're all charged at the state level. There is no federal national level uh, tax, which in most countries is called a VAT, V-A-T. Right, I've heard of that. Right, so Europe has VAT, Canada has VAT, the U.S. does not have VAT. The U.S. has taxes that are that are um, sales taxes that are charged locally. So right. there might be a state sales tax. There could be a county sales tax. You know, a city sales like like there can be like 15 layers of taxes that are put on something. Uh, sales taxes, depending on where you are and what you're buying. So a cup of coffee would have a different sales tax than a pair of jeans in California versus in Massachusetts, right? Like all of those mm-hmm. are at the state level. So SAS for a long time was kind of in this gray zone um, because it was assumed that software was distributed on physical CDs and like mailed out to people. But then once, uh, you know, the world transitioned to by and large delivering software online, it took some time for policy to catch up to that. So I think when we started in 2013, I don't think there were any states charging sales taxes or they may have, but it was like, it really wasn't a thing we had to think about at that point. And so for the last couple of years, though, I've been monitoring it because more states have, you know, figured out this wonderful little business model that we all have <laughs> um, and want in on the action. So they have this thing that's called Nexus for, for charging sales taxes um, for, for SaaS and for, and for other things. It depends on the state, but basically it's some minimum threshold. So it might be 100 transactions in the state in a given year, 200 transactions, or it might be $10,000 or $100,000 or $500,000. It might be 200 transactions or $500,000. And that all depends um, on the state. And so actually in previous years, I have downloaded a list of all of the payments that we received and then made a bunch of pivot tables and compared that to lists I can find of what states charge for, for SAS. And then checked whether we have Nexus, and that answer was no. Now Stripe will do that automatically for you. So if you have a Stripe account and then you go, there's like an other tab on the menu, and you click on tax, it will actually tell you whether you are liable in in various states. And then you can start charging for taxes. They don't actually remit the sales taxes. That is, they don't make the payments for you to the state or, or country. Okay. This is a lot of very dry information. I feel like I should pause here. <laughs> no, it makes sense. Okay. I'm, I'm following. So I've been checking in on this, and we hit Nexus in two states Okay. Um, recently. 
So now this means not only do we have to remit the taxes that we actually didn't charge people for, so that's basically just we have to eat that. Okay. We also have to start charging that. And I think this is kind of the step that I'm just, I just like, I need to like have a plan in my head because, you know, going to the state sales tax commission website and registering an account, like that's, that's straightforward, right? Mm -hmm. Figuring out, okay, we should have started charging this as of June 25th. So here's we'll file for the back returns like you know and you can get it set up with with Textjar. there's a couple different companies that you can work with Textjar, avalara others but Textjar was just acquired by stripe um and for a variety of reasons i think we're going to go with them because they just seem very developer oriented very developer friendly and so that i think it's more like in like the product and like communicating it to customers that i need to wrap my head around it right because like mm-hmm. we can't just you know start charging people five percent more next month without telling them i mean maybe we could right i mean intuit does that all the time or you know (laughs) right like i feel like i feel like quickbooks goes up a hundred dollars every year because they understand that they have a moat and that switching costs are high and then it would be annoying anyway yep i feel like i okay we could start charging people sales tax without telling them but i feel like the polite thing to do or like the you know the the reasonable good thing to do would be to tell them about it we also have to make changes in the product because we have to start collecting shipping addresses. Right now, we only collect billing addresses. And I kind of sort of wish we had thought about this earlier because a company could be located in, for example, California. But if the person using the product or the like is actually located at their, I don't know, like Texas office, right? Like it actually matters where it's getting quote unquote shipped to even though it's all still over the internet and nothing is actually changing hands it's ridiculous yeah so it's like a little bit i mean it's a little bit weird um but we have to so but we 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 have we've only been collecting billing addresses we have not collected shipping addresses um so that's one so so not only like do we have to like help it so and it's also only specific states are we liable so we only have to communicate with the customer's in those states, but we actually need, I think we need everybody to cl- to get put their shipping addresses in. And then we also need to start collecting sales tax exemption certificates. So like state governments or uh, charities, for example, might be exempt from paying sales taxes in specific cases. Not all charities are exempt, but some are like, and they'll have a special certificate and you need to get that uploaded and then save. That. Oh, sorry. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Like, this is why I'm like, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to write Dude. some documentation. Okay, let's instead. back up like, here. <laughs> because it's just like, yeah. Oh, man. Um, so let's back up a little yeah. bit. You said you, okay, so you have these two, like, really meaty things you need to get into. And you kind of want, see, you started going down, like, this really descriptive rabbit hole. And I do that, too. Like, I totally understand <laughs> where the, you're going with that. This is the ball of yarn, like, tangled yeah. ball of yarn in my and head. And it's all in your brain, and you need to untangle it. Um, but you also have sock two as well. So before we get into your ball of yarn, what what's the priority between these tasks? Are you trying to do both simultaneously? Does like, one need to come before uh, the other? Well, I mean, like, technically, we're not in compliance with sales tax laws in two states so that's kind of a problem okay but i guess the worst case scenario is a fine right or you're just yeah. getting interest on what you owed i mean sock two is really the priority because it's our goal and we've you know um 
told several customers that we would have our audit done by the end of the year. It's a three-month audit, 90 days. Ooh. So, Have you started um, it? No. Okay. So, yeah. So we would like to get that started ASAP. And there's literally, like, I think there's just, like, two more things that we have to like and like a couple of little miscellaneous things but like we're i mean may like we might be able to start the audit next week hypothetically okay hypothetically if we have a really productive day on it tomorrow okay that's also a lot of that work too is on matthias because it's like make sure our github con- account is connected and we have to like upload aws's SOC 2 certificates and like there's just yeah there's like there's more stuff on his side than there is on my side at this point um, and there's some stuff we have to do together as well. But also sales tax stuff, we need to work on it together because there's product changes, but he's kind of too busy with, I, I, yeah, I feel like the SOC 2 stuff is a higher priority. He's too busy for that for me to be like, hey, so we need to do all of this stuff. But the thing is, is, I feel like I have to have this decided so that once the audit is kicked off and his time is freed up from doing all of those tasks, then we can get into the sales tax stuff, but I just like don't have it clear in my head. Like, I guess I know everything we have to do, but it, yeah, it just feels very jumbled. And sure, it's not like it's not at the point where I can be like make an issue and say, okay, here is like exactly what has to be done. Here is these things. Here is what needs to change. Here is the copy for that. Here's the email we're gonna send out. Here's who we have to send it to. Like, right, um, all of that kind of stuff. So you need to take it from a ball of yarn to a task list is what it yeah. sounds like. Yeah. So have you tried getting it all out of your brain on a whiteboard or in a flow chart or something like that yet? No. That's so a, that might, might be a good place to start. <laughs> that's a good suggestion. Yeah, it's just written on my whiteboard as sales taxes, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's funny. Because <laughs> it clearly has like a hundred pieces that you need to sort out. Like if this was Cards Against Humanity, Cards Against Sass Manity, it would be that 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 card would be bees, <laughs> sales tax. <laughs> yeah, I should I should do that. Um, yeah. I feel I like you should mind whiteboard. map it on a whiteboard because you yeah. just brain dumped like all of these thoughts about all of the potential contingencies on me. It's, and it's not like super complicated. It's just like there's a lot of all of these little pieces and they just it's like what order do they have to happen in and what do we need to actually execute on each one of those pieces and there's like the product side and then there's the admin side right so you need to get all that out of your brain in a whimsical or on a whiteboard or something I think would be a good first step to see how many pieces are you actually dealing with and how can you rearrange the pieces to put them into a manageable task list yeah yeah I should do that I mean, sometimes that's easier said than done, but it feels like a good first step. Like when I have these hairy kinds of problems, I just like to brain dump them out and then you can try and find patterns and actionable items and things like that from your brain dump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should do that tomorrow morning. Cause it's... I thought you just told me tomorrow you have to focus on SOC 2. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's the problem, right? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, um... You literally just said that tomorrow you have to... You have to finish stuff so you can get your audit kicked off on time so you can hit your end of the year deadline. Oh, it's already 5.30. So uh, I, I will find time for it tomorrow. Okay. It, yeah. I'll, yeah. Matias will need like half an hour to make his espresso and whatever. I'll do it then. <laughs> it feels good, though, to get the stuff out of your head onto paper, I think. 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's what I used to love about um, GTD. I don't know if you ever were ever a GTD person, the getting Mm-mm. things done, which is all like, what is it? Whenever you, it's basically whenever you have a thought in your head or like a work-related thought, you should either do it, delegate it, or delay it. Do it, delegate it, or delay it. But basically the underlying idea is that walking around with a ton of things in your head creates stress on its own. Like yeah. just like the the mental weight of that. Oh, I totally see that. And and so you should just get things out as much as possible. Speaking of that, so my husband has finally started listening to our podcast two years <laughs> later. <laughs> and, um, and we've had some funny conversations, but I think it was last week or the week before we talked about task management tools because you were listening to Out of Beta and I was telling you how I like to write things down in a notebook. Yeah. So what he does is he writes things, he writes, he's kind of old school, like you know him. And he writes everything on a post-it and puts it on his computer screen. But he said, it's great because when you're done, you have the physical like action of taking the post-it, crumpling it up and throwing it in the trash can. And I was oh. like, that does sound so satisfying. See, I love the like the, the scratchiness of my pencil when I'm crossing stuff off on it. Right, right. List, like just that like, yes. totally see how. I know. That's like a board. next level. Does does he have a little um, basketball hoop in his office to throw them into? <laughs> no, but I should get him one. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, no, I agree with though. Like carrying around the, the mental overhead in your head, mental overhead in your head. You know what I mean? It's like background <laughs> processing. I'm actually, this week I'm onboarding two people for Refine and I've been putting it off because the product is just not, ugh, it's still... It's not what I would like it to be yet, but both of these people were, were like, hey, we want to be beta users. We want to do it. And I was like, we're just going to do it because this stress of like, how's it going to go? Are they going to be happy with it? Are they not going to be happy with it? It's almost like background noise. And I'm like, I just need to do it and see where we are. So kind of the same. Or you just got to write it down, get it out of your brain so you can move forward, figure out how to organize it and knock it out. Well, I mean, I think it applies to a lot of things in life that like dreading something or like anticipating something in general is more extreme of a feeling than actually doing the thing, right? Like whether this is a thing you don't want to do. So like a task you're avoiding, like actually, this happens to me all the time where I'm like dreading something for like a month and then I actually get myself to do it and it takes five minutes and I'm like, mother like seriously (laughs) like I walked around all stressed out about this for that long like I'm like I'm almost mad that it wasn't more more difficult but then also like anticipating a vacation right like that anticipation can that is just as much part of the enjoyment as actually taking a trip yeah I agree so yeah like getting out that anticipation I think is and I guess this, yeah, this just feels like such a hairy thing. And I'm just kind of like, ooh, and like, I kind of want to avoid it. And it's just like, this feels complicated. I like your plan to take 30 minutes tomorrow and get started on it. Yeah, I think just like if I do that, like first thing in the morning, go to the whiteboard, just like dump it all out. And then at least when I get back in on, it'll be Tuesday morning before I'm actually back in the office. I'll probably have my laptop with me on Monday, but. I will distill things down into a task list then. And, you know, I feel like Matias deserves a day to breathe after. Well, he has to, you know, there'll be stuff to finalize with Sock too anyway. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's a plan. All right. I like it. It's a good plan. So while I've been walking around with 
all of this stress or maybe actually part of it is making making the stress better. Um, I don't know if you have noticed, but I have been entertaining myself on Twitter. I haven't. What have you been okay. doing? Okay. Um, I have started writing limericks. Yes. Software. Have you seen them? I've seen a couple. I've seen, I don't know what's going on with my Twitter, but um, yeah, I've seen a few of them. Read us some. <laughs> We'd like to hear your highlights. I'd like to hear your limerick highlights. <laughs> yeah, it's been kind of a, a fun, I don't know, just, I guess, entertaining myself. Like they kind of came to me as I was picking raspberries and... I made some up the other day while I was driving to and from uh, language school, and it was just like, it's for, it's for my own enjoyment, and if other people like it, then that's a plus, but mostly it's for me. Okay. There once was a sass with cash to burn. Acquisition started good, but things took a frightful turn. Cried the PM, our bucket is leaky, the value prop is murky, and our UI is creaky. And they lost all of their customers to churn. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Michelle, that is fantastic. <laughs> you might be the first person I have ever heard of to write a sass limerick. Like, I wrote more. Do you want to hear them? Yeah, let's do one more. <laughs> okay. Let's do one. There once was a company that went remote, moved their HQ to a boat, but they had problems, financial, that were really quite substantial and couldn't stay afloat. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Wait, so these just come to you while you're yeah. driving? Yeah, and lest I be, you know, perceived as criticizing remote work, which I literally do, there once was a company that required everyone to come in. To sit at home in pajamas, they said, was a sin. But the people had skills to proffer to remote companies with jobs to offer, and so the employees quit with a grin. <laughs> Yay. This is what Lovely. you get for like listening to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, uh, you know, every weekend uh, religiously of your entire life. Yes. And it, it turns yes. out. Yeah. It turns out limerick. OK, actually, this this one I I was I was very happy about. This is the last one. I promise. OK. There once was an orange website where devs hung out day and night about a new startup instead of behaving convivially. They said, won't make money and can be built quite trivially. And this dismissal is now a right. Yay! Which, that oh. one was a... I guess you probably got the reference, right? I don't think I got the reference. Oh, the Orange website is Hacker News. And the uh. startup where people are like, this won't, this will never make money and can be built easily. That was what they said about Dropbox. It's the famous Yes, Dropbox I remember comment. that. Yes. And I now it's that. like a rite of passage to be skewered on Hacker on News. Hacker and for news. people to tell you that what you've built is like worthless and is really simple for somebody who knows how to use Linux. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, oops, million billion dollar company you know yeah I don't know I've been I've been having fun with that I think it's just like good even if my, my brain I think I think it's a sign that my brain is just like running constantly mm -hmm. but at least if I can put it on something funny or like I like I need to give it a task mm -hmm. uh that is not being worried and stressed out because otherwise I will just like continue to spiral with that stress right I right. I, I, okay. I need to like feed it another topic I like it to to keep it calm yeah I mean so like things are kind of chaotic for you but you still found time to talk to two different customers this week oh yeah I'm super excited about this um so I haven't yet so it is Thursday morning so we're doing it um in the mornings this week 
And yeah, we're going to get them on refined rails, which is something I've been dragging my feet on because there's so many sticking points. But um, I think it's good to just, you know, you got to ship the product, right? Eventually you have to ship the product. We all know that. And um, so I'm going to do that like in an hour, actually. And we'll see how it goes. Oh, wait, no, you're like actually shipping refined for rails. No, only to people. So I have five people who pre-bought it. So they... They, um, remember I'm doing that founding customer thing, Yeah, but I've been pushing them off like, oh, we're not ready. We're not ready. And, oh, way to bury the lead, Colleen. I didn't realize (laughs) that was happening. (laughs) Oh, well, if it doesn't go well, we're going to cut this whole part of the podcast. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) If you are listening to this right now, it went well. It went okay. (laughs) So they pre-purchased it, but they've all, they're all Rails developers, experienced Rails developers. They've all been really, I mean, they, they want us to win, right? They bought a product before it was done. And, you know, but they have been asking like, okay, you know, it's been a couple months and I have a product. Like I can give it to them. It just, some of the things don't quite work the way I want them to, or, you know, they need more glue on their application logic side that I would like them to have to have. But you know, you got to ship it eventually. Like I was going to ship it back in August. When was I in Wisconsin? July. I was going to ship it back in July. And then we had to make some, some big front end changes. So it got pushed off again. And so I'm going to do it like literally in an hour. I'm, I'm doing it this week um, with two people who have pre-purchased it. So I've been, well, the kids had school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I was able to work really good days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to get ready for it. And it, you know, eventually just got to do it. So I'm doing it. F it, ship it. Yeah, it's kind of where we are and move on, right? And and learn and figure out what they really need, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. So we're doing that today. So that'll be fun. I'm like a little nervous, which is kind of an interesting feeling. I don't tend to get nervous very often. So it's kind of a new new feeling for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it'll be great. I think it'll be great. Like we, we have a... Um, a lot going on. It just feels like running a marathon between now and Rail SAS. So, you know, this month is going to be really busy. And then hopefully after that, it'll be a little less crazy. Yeah. And hopefully you'll get a lot of good, you know, motivation and ideas and encouragement and stuff out of Rail SAS as well. Yeah. You know, the thing I really like about the Hammerstone product is it has really put me back in into the rail I mean I'm in the rails community but like deeply ingrained in the rails community and man we just have such a great community so many people have offered to like have calls with me to look at the product talk about the product to talk about how the product could be better I mean we just have a great community and it's nice to lean into that community and it's been really affirming I guess is a good word is the rails hug still a thing I don't know no no oh I I, I went to a rails training like years ago and like they told us how there was this like weekly group hug in rails like a friday hug or something i maybe you're giving me this really weird look but maybe i'm totally misremembering this but it did seem like a very a very nice crowd yeah it's a great it's a great crowd of people and i think everyone is you know traveling again not everyone some people are traveling again and coming out of covid and everything um there's been a real resurgence i think in the community and it's neat to be involved in that and a part of that yeah, for sure. I think it's especially being remote. It's 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 vital to have community like that. Totally, totally. But speaking of community, should we give some shout outs? Yeah, go for it. 
By the way, I don't know if you saw, I think I sent this to you, right? So part of our idea with this is that people can support us, but they also get, you know, some sweet, sweet backlinks for themselves, right? So you get SEO out of it and you get a podcast. But our good friend, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, actually like sent me a screenshot the other day of us showing up in a new backlink report. So it works, people. Yeah, I saw that. You tweeted that from the account, didn't you? Yeah. I think I, I did. Like, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of a fun thing to see. Okay. So huge thanks to all of our listeners who become software socialites and support our show. You can become a supporter for $10 a month or $100 a year at softwaresocial.dev slash supporters. And today I want to start out with the new people, the new software socialites, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend and Matthew of Works Cited, as well as everyone else who supports us, including... Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality. Dave from Precut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andre of Brightbits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA, Remy from Memo.fm, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Room Steals, Anna Mass of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outsetti, Justin Jackson of Mega Maker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh, the annoyingly pragmatic founder, Ben from Consent Kit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja. Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Kaylee of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lena and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from OppleNet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of KeyHero.io, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Nathan of Developer UX, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, and Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit. Awesome. Thank you for reading those names, Michelle. Thank you, everyone, for keeping us on the air. All right. Go, uh, go try not to melt. Oh, I hope right. it gets better. <laughs> I will. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality, Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightbits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA, Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Room Steals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outsetta, Justin Jackson, Megamaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from Consent Kit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, 
Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of Works Cited, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Larabels, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender. Brendan from Feederloop, Pascal from Sharpen.page, Lynn Romick from Convini, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.